Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Whatever. If you have a teenager, or if you've been around very many of them recently, you are familiar with the term whatever, used as a sarcastic retort to something you said that they didn't like. But yesterday, the word whatever struck me quite differently, twice. Early in the morning, I was studying Paul's words, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Did you hear it? The whatever? Well, I began to wax long about the whatever in our various circumstances. Looking at the passage, Paul seems to be indicating outward circumstances. No matter if he was hungry or full, he was able to be content. I prayed with my pen in response. He was a man, Lord. Did he not feel all the angst a woman feels? That I feel? The very throes of life? And Lord, did Paul have a mind that gets so divided, so pulled this way and that like mine often does? until I'm exhausted by my own thoughts, such that it would be really difficult to say at that time that I am content. See, I'm only recently coming to terms with the realization that my mind really does never rest. And well, maybe that is not so normal, whatever normal is. But as I prayed and thought, I believe Paul was very much talking about the inward part of the whatever. Yes, Paul had learned whatever the circumstances, even when enduring inward or outward pain. And, of course, he had an overactive, always moving mind. He did just live his life totally full tilt for the cause of Christ, no matter what it cost him. But besides that, he wrote about his life and his circumstances. He fully developed Christian doctrine. He established churches, taught them, and encouraged them to flourish. Allow me to cut to this last Sunday Night Live leaders meeting. I had asked Dave to lead a discussion with the students, prompting them to think about their spiritual goals for 2012. Well, he said as he began, kind of looked down, smiled, and shook his close-cropped head. Dave is a burly football guy with a big old heart. I met him at the gym one day, sitting abreast of him and another big, gnarly young guy, three of us in a row with our Bibles. I turned and said, All right, what's going on here? as we were pedaling, noting their reading material, as unusual as mine, for the gym. Forty-five minutes later, and ten miles from me, the three of us were buddies, standing in the middle of the large facility, saying a prayer. I invited them to SNL, the high school group I lead, and well, more on that later, but back to Dave for now. Well, when I met Christine, Big Dave said, one of the things she mentioned about us sharing with you guys was that it was best to keep it real, raw, and relevant, so I'm going to. And then he told them that he had felt God had led him to end a five-plus-year dating relationship actually just the night before, because he had let it come between him and God. 
I thought Big Dave was going to cry, but he didn't, though his pain was palpable. He explained that for 2012, his goal is absolutely to keep God number one. All around the room, you could see it made quite an impression. And then I thought about the whatever again. For my young friend Dave, he wasn't experiencing Paul's outward turmoil of shipwreck or torture or imprisonment, but he was definitely experiencing heartache. Could he then say, whatever, yes, even now, I am content in my Lord, for that is his challenge at present. Whatever, may we find our contentment in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's our challenge. That's our goal. That's our aim. If you'd like to read this, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Real Life Bible Teaching, Morning Briefings, and again, the title is Whatever. Whatever.